Welcome to Funny Women Behind the Scenes, a sequined covered podcast hosted by international showgirl and comedian Ivy Page. We'll be exploring what it's really like to work in the entertainment industry, from live comedy and cabaret to television and film. Brought to you by Funny Women, the leading community for female comedy. So let's get on with the show and welcome your host, Ivy Page. Welcome. This is your flame-haired titan of teas, Ivy Page, in my burlesque boudoir, a place of glitz, glamour and show business guests. Take a seat on my chaise lounge as we break the fourth wall, peel back the velvet curtains and reveal what really happens in the world of entertainment behind the scenes. Celebrate the launch of this season's Funny Women Awards. It's our 19th year, don't you know? I have a real comedy treat in store for you. I am joined by a powerhouse trio of comedy talent. Let me give a big welcome to our prestigious stage award winner of 2020, Izzy Asquith, and our incredible runners-up, Erin Tett and Mary O'Connell. Hello, everybody, uh, and welcome to Behind the Scenes. So I am just going to get straight in there and fire off some questions to you. So Izzy, what was it like going back to live gigs? Uh, it was nice. It was my first one back. I felt like as nervous as I did for my first ever gig. But then as soon as on stage, it was fine. I think there's a bit of a post-pandemic thing about that, isn't there? I think everybody has this kind of, am I still funny? Yeah. Erin, what about yourself? What have you been up to since last year's awards? I I signed with an agent and have been doing Zoom gigs and writing stuff and just working. I've figured out reels on Instagram and all of those. I've been watching your reels. (laughs) Have you? (laughs) Yeah, I really like the CPR one. Thank you. That's gone really well on TikTok. So Instagram didn't really have my back on that one, but I'm not too, obviously, <laughs> now that I've brought it up immediately, what the hell? <laughs> um, but yeah, that kind of stuff and working on lots of things for the future and future live shows, which are happening. So getting my show together for that. Aren't you working on your Finding an Audience show? Is that right? Yeah. I love the title. Thank you. That's the key advice we're always given. So I was like, you know what? It's your hook. Take that. (laughs) That's how I always write my Edinburgh shows. Just come up with the title first. Um, Mary, (laughs) what have you been doing? What have I been doing? I I did my first TV gig, which was cool. Um, I've, I've recently written on a sketch show, which was really fun. And yeah, just sort of like working on treatments and writing stuff for the future trying to I mean getting back into gigging um and also um I'm yet to like really you know go for the Instagram reels but I want to I I, I want it to be in my future I really do um so tell me about what tv show were you on what did you do your gig on um it was BBC Three stand up for live comedy amazing uh, I think it came out in October or something it was all very quick like we I think we shot it in no in in September and the the actual recording was my like fifth gig back after not gigging for 5 months. So was I prepared? 
no, but I did it. Um, it's out there now. <laughs> did you use? Did you use any of the uh, any of the material that you'd use for the awards for the final, or did you write new stuff? I wasn't going to write new stuff for my TV <laughs> gig. <laughs> Nothing like After a challenge. not having tested it. Um, I, you know what? I did actually have to write a new bit at the top because it was filming in Belfast and they asked me to sort of like explain my connection to Belfast. So I just had to write a bit at the top, which actually went down pretty well. But, you know, because it was about Belfast and everyone's just, everyone loves something local. So this has been quite an incredible year for you all, hasn't it? I mean, uh, I'm just thinking about from the award finals to we've got TV appearances, being signed to agents. So for for you, for all of you, um, what were the awards like for you being in the final? What was that like? I'm going to come to you first, Mary. Um, well, you know, it's cool. Like, I think the Funny Women Awards are really important and you've had such big names who have who have done it before and everyone who does well in the awards tends to to do well uh, um so i think it's a really important thing to do obviously last year was tricky um because of this little little thing called coronavirus um it's threw a bit of a spanner into the works but i think it's cool that funny women were still able to do a, a, an award sh- um, despite the fact that we were in an international pandemic. Um, Erin, so what was what were the awards like for you? What was that process like? Uh, the performing at the Comedy Store was cool. I mean, people would have been nice, but it's probably better that there weren't. The last time I was at the Comedy Store, um, I did the gong show and I was booed on my walk up to the stage. So that's a bad one. They didn't like me because of what I looked like. Nice. <laughs> so then getting back on the same stage in the final was a bit like I could stick my middle finger in the air. But there's <laughs> nobody to enjoy it, just <laughs> which could be why I didn't win. Um, it was really good in my mind of like how badly it went before then, like this is quite a good feeling. But that's comedy in general, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, every gig is always, you never yeah. know, do you? You never know. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Erin, because you did uh, enter the awards before, didn't you? So why did you decide to enter again? What? Why did you decide that? Um, I don't I just, when you knock me down, I just keep getting up. I'm uh, <laughs> There's no, there's no, like, maybe she should stop. I don't do that. Um, I've entered it a few times. I just kept going back. Um, industry goes to competitions and stuff like that so it's kind of is like a good place to get in so I just kind of went around and did all of the competitions as many times as they let you. Do you think that's a really good route in? Um, I think it it is the good route in. I don't know if that's necessarily like a good thing that you have to have a a type five because some people don't work necessarily on that type of comedy or that's not how they get across get across the best um but if you do then that's a really good route in definitely I'd say I think as well isn't it it's about resilience of like just keep going yeah yeah for sure 
so Izzy, I wanted to ask you. So you won the stage awards. So what was the awards like for you? Uh, yeah, it was really nice. Um, I entered just because I was in a group chat and someone said, oh, everyone should enter this. So I thought, why not? And just sent my video in. And then just like each stage, it was like, oh, I can't believe it. Got to this part. <laughs> and then got to the final and that was cool. And like, it was a nice, like, obviously it was a weird gig, but everyone was really supportive of each other. I thought like all the acts were laughing at everyone. So you found as a competition, it was a really supportive platform. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It didn't feel like there was no like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it was just very supportive and friendly. Yeah, it's an interesting thing about the like competitive nature. I was on a big, t- I was on The Voice. So I know what it's like to feel in that, in that competition oh. mode. So it's really nice that it's a kind of supportive platform. Um, so Mary, what are you looking forward to doing like this coming year? What's on the, what's on the table for you? I, I'd like to do some more writing, uh, um, working on scripts and stuff, and also just, I don't know, feeling comfortable on stage for a longer amount of time. I, I did The Fringe in 2019, um, and I did a two-hander with my friend Patrick Healy, and that was like a very loose 25 minutes, half an hour. It wasn't like, I wasn't trying super hard. It was like a bit of fun. But now I want to try and write a show with like a bit of a narrative or I don't know, just like a through line because I'm very, my stuff is very bitty. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I could do a tight five, but can I do a tight 20? So do you think there's a like a real difference in between writing your, like your tight five to being able to write a whole hour? Like what's the difference in terms of the, how you would approach that? I think if you can do a five, you can eventually do an hour because I guess you know, loads of five minutes would eventually make up an hour and you can just, and you have your own sort of voice. And so it will uh, sound like it's coming from one person. And if you just make that cohesive, but I I don't know, I don't know how people write an hour. And I think there's lots of different ways to do it. Um, But I imagine it's tough. You're listening to Funny Women Behind the Scenes. All the backstage gossip and more. I was going to ask you this in terms of your tight set, and I'm going to ask this question to all of you. Did you use the same five minutes throughout that? Because you can in the competition, but did you all use the same five minutes for each round that you uh, for the Funny Women Awards? Erin, I'll come to you first. Generally, yeah, I did use the same five minutes. I think I might have added a joke in or swapped a joke at some point. And what about yourself, Izzy? Did you um, have the same set all the way through? Uh, same as Erin really like the same basic set but then like occasionally switch a joke around just to like make it a bit more fresh for me to say did you feel that each round you would kind of polish it more um well more each round I'd be like I hate that joke now so I don't want to say <laughs> it so I'll do a different joke um but it was still like the ba- same like basic format and structure and uh, what tips would you give to anybody who was entering this year just do it it's really nice it's like because yeah I've done a few different competitions and this one's definitely like it's not uh it's a nice atmosphere and you know it's stage time 
it's like I just think any gig you get offered you should do Um, (laughs) there's no harm in trying and yeah have fun uh and try and do a set that best represents you and your comic voice probably what about yourself Mary what would you what tips would you give anybody who's entering this year do it definitely go for it and it's not necessarily like every time you enter a competition you're going to feel competition ready I mean no one really feels competition ready like this year because like we haven't been able to gig for very long so I think do it it's good for people to see you and maybe and um, I think it's also just really cool to be on a lineup for, with all women because if you, you like you may not have had that in your sort of comedy gigging experience before so that's really fun just to and like meet people make friends because uh, um, eventually even if like industry scene like a slightly rougher version of you first time around they may remember you the next time you do the competition I think definitely keep going for it but also don't take competitions too much to heart because there's plenty of good comedians who never won a competition so it doesn't matter that much thank you I think that's some really good advice there isn't it it's about <laughs> enjoy the competition but also you don't have to it doesn't have to define you as well um Erin what about yourself what because I know you've, all three of you are really different types of comedy aren't you so Erin what type what advice would you give anybody who's entering I would say similar do a set that represents yourself and then just stick with that if that's who you've decided your voice is. Um, in terms of writing a set, I would probably say you've only got five minutes. Do as many gags as you can. Uh, because that's just what makes you, you... When you have five minutes, you don't have the benefit or the advantage of having a longer set where you can ebb and flow and take people on a journey. Um, with five minutes, the best tight sets and that time just kind of go like boom 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 that would be my advice I like a five because it's like I can be quite chaotic with it Mm -hmm. so it's like just as many jokes as possible in that time um when I drag that out it's like you can't be that chaotic for 20 minutes (laughs) um it gets a bit tiring but for five minutes you can just really as many laughter points as possible. Uh, and I wanted to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you all individually about this, but Erin, what, how would you describe your comedy to our listeners? <laughs> what do I write in my bio? I just have one, like, two sentences I write in my bio and that's the only thing I use. Like, wordplay, odd observations and surreal storytelling set to a charmingly uncomfortable rhythm. <laughs> I, I did read I did I have to say I did read I did read that on your bio <laughs> yeah. did you read it in that voice though because <laughs> <laughs> I was looking through your Instagram and you've got lots of like, lots of, of Instagram reels haven't you and uh, videos which I've really enjoyed watching is that something that you, are you doing lots of writing in that way it was a challenge writing reels because they're obviously so short and you really have to get it out quickly. Um, I do like writing and I changed, because there was no stand-up this year and I can't write stand-up without doing stand-up, I changed to writing sketches and shorter videos and jokes like that. Cool.
funny women behind the scenes. If you want to know more about us, visit www.funnywomen.com. It's interesting, isn't it, about that not having the live performance of, of, of sharpening our skills every week. It's, it's the same for in, in the world of cabarets, that feeling of, I don't know, when you're out gigging seven nights a week, you feel really different when you step on a stage, don't you, to, to when you're performing online. Um, Izzy, I wanted to talk to you. So um, how would you describe your brand of comedy? Um, it's definitely low energy. Um, and I think quite awkward um and anti-comedy I think I don't I'd never described it as that and then quite a lot of people said it to me um which I think is actually quite a risky thing to say to a person before they've said it themselves but (laughs) I'm just gonna (laughs) lean into it uh it's kind of a character but not really I don't know yeah it's it's like a small part of me turned up to 11 kind of thing it's like my worst qualities <laughs> and when did, you, when did you when did you first start writing comedy or performing comedy uh so I started July 2019 and that yeah that was my first gig so I'd like written my set before then well not the set I do now but like my first ever set definitely don't do that set anymore but um I yeah so that's when I started and but I've always done it in this style in the style that I do now just well like when I first went on stage I didn't know I was going to do it in that style but then it just came out like that and then I was like well that that's how I'll do it and how has your set changed I feel like I used to do more like joke jokes when I started and now I don't do that so much anymore, but I should probably start doing that again. Um, just because some people are like, why don't you put any jokes in? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> I will start, yeah, I'll start doing jokes again. Why not? Um, Mary, what about yourself? How would you describe your brand of comedy? <clears throat> I I'm not really sure it's always like a question you you get asked and I never really know what to say because I would say I think it depends on my set because I have sets which are like slicker and um sort of tighter and then I have stuff which is just a bit more absurd um so I'd say I'm definitely I don't know high status but also like disinterested Mm-hmm. like um sort of aloof and maybe don't care about the audience as much as I should um I don't know offbeat slightly observational and what made you what made you want to get into comedy was there like a defining moment or was it something you always just wanted to do it's always sort of been around I um I say I would say I've been I don't know gigging properly where like I actually gig um for the last f- f- four-ish years I don't know it's hard with the pandemic I'm not entirely sure what time is anymore but <laughs> I did um I did some gigs as a school project when I was 17 I did like five gigs as a teenager 
and it was this thing you could do in between your AS and A2 level um, and you could get UCAS points and you could do it on whatever you wanted and I was like well I need the UCAS points um, <laughs> and it's the only thing I got an A star in so <laughs> uh, and what did, you, what did you do at university did you do performing or no I did English literature for my BA and then film studies for my MA amazing um I love it when we find out what everyone's doing. Well, when we were interviewing Violina, she's got a PhD in uh, virology at the moment. It's incredible. So let's talk about what are the next big things happening for you all since, since the awards. So Erin, uh, tell me, what is the, what's the future this next year going to hold for you? Well, if everything stays open, <laughs> um, I will be doing my show at a few different festivals. Um, the idea would be that a few people pick up my pitches and we make some of those things. Can I please put this like a little hangover onto next year as well? Of course. <laughs> it's, it's the big fourth coming year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next 12 months. Exactly um, that. Yeah, so doing my show where Erin Turk finds her audience. Promo, promo, promo. Um, <laughs> This is the only promo I've done for it, so this would be good. Uh, at the Brighton Fringe, the Camden Fringe, and the Manchester Fringe, I've been writing some scripty-type things, which would be good if they went somewhere, and yeah, compiling some ideas and pitches and hopefully working with some production companies for stuff. Is Do you think kind of writing for comedy is quite a natural progression for most stand-ups and it seems like when I'm interviewing that's a, when everyone's talking about I'm writing a treatment and I'm writing a sitcom yeah well definitely during a pandemic when there's nothing else uh, but also I think some people are like definitely they just like stand-up and that's what they want to do I also like sitcoms and sketches and acting so that's like two avenues for me I kind of like comedy as a whole. Mary you entered the awards in 2019 as well didn't you? Yes. So what made you decide to re-enter? Um felt like I could get through um I (laughs) it's just just confidence I back myself. (laughs) I love that. Did you change your set from the 2019 to the 2020? I did a different set, yeah. Um, there was sort of like, I think, less options because we had to submit a video. Um, and by then, like, we were sort of in the pandemic. So I was like, okay, this is the video that I have that is, I think, probably the best. But I, <laughs> I think my set for 2019 was better. I thought it was a tight five. But that's just... Oh, really? my opinion but it was all about working in an office which is just feels like such useless material now <laughs> and it, I loved it so much. I think I'm just lamenting that I can't really use that stuff anymore but it was so good <laughs> you find that a lot with material does it have a shelf life I think it depends I think you can always sort of like change and adapt stuff and if I really wanted to I could probably adapt that set um anyway I think I think it's just because it was so like irrelevant to the pandemic like that was like that's like a big change (laughs) but uh, um I don't know it depends like I'm not I'm not a super topical comedian um 
so so I think most things are probably okay but I think you should always sort of like adapt stuff and try and keep it fresh yeah uh, Izzy um what's the the next 12 months hold for you um I am going to do a half hour work in progress at the end of July I'm doing like a split bill with Charlie George and Bella Hull um who are both very funny at uh Country Mile Productions they're doing like a 10-day festival I think I can talk about it Oh, you, you, yeah. you can all plug things it's fine <laughs> uh, so I'm doing that at the end of July and so hopefully I'll have enough material by then um hopefully loads of gigs like I'm hoping things are going to keep opening up um keep working on treatments try to not lose momentum I think. where where can uh, our listeners find you uh they can find me on twitter or Instagram uh I'm not up to much online to be honest <laughs> I just don't like tweeting or Instagramming things um because I don't lead a very interesting life or have many thoughts on things but you know <laughs> things might change and I might start doing stuff and tweeting things and taking pictures so We'll see. Have a look on my Twitter. Izzy Asquith is the handle for both of them. And do you have a big ambition? Do you have an end goal? Um, I want to make a TV show. Uh, that was what I wanted to do before I even started comedy. Like I wanted to make TV shows. Um, but I was planning on doing it like via directing. Um, but now like opportunities to write things and make my ideas are starting to come so it's yeah it's fun and hopefully I'll get to do that soon or later. Erin <laughs> uh, what about yourself what's the big ambition for you and where can we find you? The ambitions I suppose are to find my audience and then just invite them to all of my gigs um to put on shows and they sell out and everybody who's there wants to be there. <laughs> just an old man at a pub who's annoyed that there's comedy. Um, so that's my ambitions for stand-up. I want also would like to write a TV show, be in the TV show, film the TV show, edit the TV show, uh, creative control. And you can find me at Erin at Erin Tech Comedy everywhere, but I won't really be on Twitter. My Twitter just says go to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. Erin Tech Comedy. <laughs> Fabulous. And Mary, what's your ambition? What's the big ambition? I'd like to write like an hour show or like a few hour shows and just really I feel like I'm still figuring out what my voice is and I think that's something that will change and that's okay um I would also like love to have a fan base people who come to a show to see me and I want to um write tv but also be more proactive in the sort of like production of it because I work in TV as well so I understand the industry a little bit and I really admire people like Tina Fey or Robin Feedy who are like 
writers and performers, but they also like showrun and they produce. And I'd really like to uh, make representation of people in comedy, women, women of color in comedy, like just better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's insane that so many um, amazing performers have to go to America to make the big money because, like, because they're just they run out of opportunities here. I think it's ridiculous. But maybe I'll go to America. We'll see what happens because that's <laughs> if they offer me the big money, I'll go. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and where can where before you leave us and go to America, where can we find you? Um, so on Instagram, it's Mary with the gold shoes, and on Twitter, it's Mary does gigs. But I really want to change my Twitter to like Mare Bear, but someone is already called Mare Bear, so just just go with Mary does gigs. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to all three of you, and I can't wait to see you live. Bye. 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 Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, it's that time when I lure her out of the gin cabinet. Let's welcome Lynn Parker. Hello. It's Hi. lovely to be out. <laughs> We're allowed now. <laughs> out of the gin cabinet and out, out. <laughs> well, we'll have to start having gin out of the gin cabinet. Out of the gin cabinet, absolutely. So what what an absolutely incredible episode with three guests. It was brilliant to hear all three of them post awards 2020 and how they're progressing because the whole point about the awards is it is a it is a platform it is a way of getting started. Um and I think a couple of really good points made. One is competitions aren't for everybody but they are a way of getting seen. Mm-hmm. And what I think all three of them proved is it, it wasn't necessarily about the winning, although it's lovely to win. And it is about what you do with it that matters. Exactly. And I, one of the things that I admired about all of them is how much they downplayed what they've done this year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're all three the master of understatement, aren't they? <laughs> In the nicest <laughs> possible way. Mod- we'll call them modest. I think mm-hmm. let's call them modest. So the the awards really is an incredible launch pad, isn't it? It's like... The awards is all about the awareness. The, the prizes, when we have them, we do get some amazing opportunities for our winners through our many partners and people that are involved with the awards. But it's a, it is that whole process of taking part, learning from other people. Mm. And someone like Erin, who does lots of different things, she makes films, she writes scripts, and she performs stand-up again underplays her talents but she is using the the awards as a way of exploring all avenues and I think that's really exciting and even Izzy talking about the fact that she really wants to be a director she wanted to direct a piece of comedy or a comedy show that is amazing that through performing herself and winning the awards she's opened the world up to her talents uh, which are She's very of our time. She's a young woman who's got a very, very strong voice. And I really hope that's what she's writing about, don't you? Yeah, I do. I love listening to all of the points that were raised. I particularly was interested in what Mary said about how uh, she'd entered in 2019 as well, hadn't she? Yes. And she had written a set about uh, based in an office. Yes, And of course, the world has changed. And I remember that set very well. And it was brilliant. And I can even remember writing on the score sheet, you know, 
really brilliant stuff about working in an office because at the time that was what everyone was doing and then she very cleverly adapted and did a completely different set but I think she slightly underplayed her skill because clearly what she did last year was relevant to the times we were in and the whole essence of comedy is familiarity we laugh at things that we relate to and anyone listening to this think about entering this year just think about what's familiar to you what's your experience what is common to your life don't try and be somebody you're not you know be yourself one of the things I found really fascinating when I was listening to Izzy talk was her perspective on social media yeah not everybody likes social media not everybody wants to use it you either go with it and and really get to grips with it I mean Erin says she's much more interested in Instagram. I know uh, Mary's big on Twitter. Um, I like Twitter. You like Instagram. Yeah, I and Facebook. Instagram. You know, that's another vehicle for you to, to say what you want to say. But not everybody feels comfortable doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's Izzy's choice. And I think what it does is it breeds a sort of another kind of fascination around the around the character doesn't it you know you kind of think why isn't she on social media so you immediately are looking for other reasons to seek her out so it might be a very clever ploy on her part to, I, th- to... I think it's so refreshing yeah I do and I don't think you have to be a social media expert um a lot of people who direct or work behind the scenes don't use social media they don't like it they they visualize their ideas by doing it, you know, and it does take up an awful lot of time, as we both know. Well, I mean, social media, if we look at Tanya Lee um, Davies, it's she, it's a job. Yes, Completely part of her brand, with millions and millions of followers yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting to, and really brave, actually, because that, one of the things I think in the world of entertainment is that we are so used to social media being part of the job, um, but it doesn't have to be part of the job you you can define how you want to use it some people will use it to create a whole career and I I just found it really refreshing her Mm. take on it I agree so Lynn what's coming up well apart from getting everyone to enter the awards before the deadline on the 30th of June and all the details are on funnywomenawards.com if you enjoyed Erin Mary and Izzy they're all performing live at our first gig back on Friday the 18th of June as part of the Brighton Fringe at Comedia Brighton and they're hosted by Laura Smith who's the 2019 Funny Women Awards winner so it's going to be a great gig we're really excited about being back live and on that note I am sending her back to the gin cupboard for a well-deserved G&T thank you bye You've been listening to Funny Women Behind the Scenes with Ivy Page. If you like us, please subscribe, review and share.